welcome to Blind Guys Chat, where this guy, Oren O'Neill. Hello. And this guy, Jan Bloom. Hello. And this guy, Stuart Lawler. Hello. Talk about the A to Z of life. Hello, and you are very, very welcome to episode number 21 of Blind Guys Chat. Yes, we are all grown up. We are 21 years old. <laughs> Our podcast has the key of the door, Oren. Last, so last time it, was, it wasn't a grumpy teenager. Now it has its key of the door, so it'll come in half hammered at two in the morning, crashing mm. through the door. But at least yeah, now it's not yeah, ringing yeah, the bell, yeah, getting yeah, us out yeah, of bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sweet and, 16 and, is over. And now it's oh my God, that's so long ago. Do we have voting rights now? Or is, what is it? Oh yeah, our podcast oh, yeah, can do what it wants. Vote, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because what is that in, uh, in Ireland? What's the age of, uh, that you are um, able to uh, make your, your vote? For the 18, government, isn't it? eighteen, yeah, eighteen, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah in yeah. Holland as well. Here in Holland, we got now. Uh, we used to have, I think, normally six, seven, eight parties, but now it's eighteen or something. Oh my God, that's so, a lot. So, yeah, that's and, a lot and of we have still one hundred fifty seats in the House of Parliament. That so must it be a very is... long ballot paper, Jan, when you're at the elections. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. trying to scr- yeah. scroll down through there. Who am I going to vote for today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's terrible. Yeah. But yeah. but also when there is a debate, you know, about an article or about an issue or whatever, and, and then. All parties have a right to have, uh, well, to uh, yeah, for for speech, for speaking know. time. Yeah, ah, yeah. that's terrible yeah. because they, they, they uh, to be honest, they have nothing to say. Those uh, the, because you, the, those small parties have only one or two uh, members, even only one. Well, you, you know, you, you cannot go into the, the details. You know, um, it is terrible with those people. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you just love the fact that? <laughs> About 20 seconds into the start of this we're program, we started moaning. Yeah, yeah sorry. Oh, and I've yeah. nothing to complain about. Well, yeah. actually, I, I do have something to complain well, about. I'll do it when emails come on. Yeah. Well, okay, Jan's okay. on the roll okay. here. So yeah, we'll sorry. It. Yeah, yeah no, it's well, okay. It's great. Yeah, it's okay, okay. I think oh, yeah. more complaints. Well, that explains yeah, yeah. also why I'm a little bit like this, you know, this moody thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. Guys, I'm, I'm very upset uh, because Holland didn't make it through. Holland yeah, okay. Doyle rumbling in. But we did a good job in the other sports today, so it was a Good. But this was one bridge too far, you know. <laughs> I'm very happy because I'm on a week off, so I'm on my oh, holidays yeah, yeah, this yeah. week, guys. Again, again. Who approved it, yeah. by the way? Because Pardon? that was my question. Uh, who did approve your annual leave? Uh, oh, my yeah. my it's lovely boss, right. who's our CEO, your lovely who's a, boss, who's a lovely man, very oh. nice man. Okay. Our, it didn't go through HR, no. Well, he goes straight to the boss. He manages HR as well. We're a small company. Okay. <laughs> well, we've got a great show for you today. We've got two good, really good interviews. Uh, one, very shortly, you're going to hear from uh, Glenn Gordon. we got Glenn Gordon from the Freedom Scientific Podcast. Yeah, check um, it out, everyone. Spare. Great show. Yeah, check it out. It's brilliant. Yeah, show. he's a nice guy. He's a great And guy. Jade McCormack is going to be talking to us later on about Ulysses, which we are picking up from our last episode where Otis Stroop emailed in talking to us about Bloomsday which was coming up and it did and has been and gone but Jade is going to talk us through Ulysses and how she's read it twice. She read it twice. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And unbelievable. she said to me she's thinking of reading it a third time. Really? So <laughs> oh I my god. I don't know. Don't forget to follow us as it's now called rather than subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever your Platform player, podcast or Spotify or Google, Google because we're everywhere, we just put whatever. ourselves all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We're, you, yeah we're even in your dreams. We, and yeah. we love we love it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> we'll move on because we have a very busy show. So let's go hand over to Mr. Jan Blom to make this introduction. Okay, well, here we are on a nice interview with uh, one of our, yeah, uh, always hard to get people. It is uh, the guy I met, I know already personally uh, quite for long, but uh, yeah, uh, I think our listeners as well, but uh, I, I don't want to get people so much, uh, you know, hesitating. Who is oh, this? Oh, our Who's listeners this? alone. Uh, this yeah. Is, yeah. It is oh, Mr. Yeah. Glenn Gordon. Put him from behind Yay! the curtain. Hey! Hi, Glenn. It's, How are you? Hi. It's good to be here. And I know I 
am hard to get. You wrote to me at 2.45, and I showed up at 3 o'clock. So, yes, I'm hard <laughs> to get. <laughs> hey, Glenn, many thanks for your, uh, yeah, that you accept our invitation. How is today? The weather yesterday was an absolute perfect day in Wisconsin. It was not particularly humid. It was about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm sorry, I cannot do the Celsius computation in my head. No. But it was a perfect day, and I was here in the basement at the computer working. The other way I evaluate the quality of the day is how much our dogs are barking. These dogs tend to be quite mouthy. and oh, no. Yeah. And we what thought are they, Glenn? They are lab mixes. They're sisters. They're about eight years old. We got them a little over a year ago, right before the pandemic, actually. Okay. And we thought they just barked because they were barking. And they actually want things. Like they want my wife to go sit in the living room with them or want me to go sit in the living room with them. They they have very specific requests. It's just okay. that their language is a little primitive. What did you do before? And how did you come familiar or within the scene of uh, of Jaws? Uh, it was a really circuitous route. And had someone yeah. asked me even five years before then... Would I be involved with access technology for people who are blind? The answer would have been absolutely not. No way. No. <laughs> uh, I, start, I started out loving radio broadcasting, and this was uh -huh. in the early 1970s. And radio still was pretty unique uh, for each city in Los Angeles, or should I say for each city in the United States. And okay. so you could go to one city, and radio would sound very different than that from another. Not mm -hmm. anything like it is now, where... There are, you know, just a few companies that own all the radio stations and everything is syndicated cross-market. But I conceptually uh, grew up lo loving polka music, of all polka things. Polka music, oh, really? Yes. Good. How did you yeah. come with that? Yeah. That's when not I was really country and, uh, country and western. Uh. No, it, uh, yes, that, that came later. But no, I <laughs> love polka music because when I was really young, my dad would turn the radio on when I took a nap and there was a guy on in Los Angeles named Dick Sinclair. And even in the mid-60s, you know, when the Beatles were <laughs> hitting, yeah. Dick yeah. Sinclair was still doing a three-hour polka show on Saturday afternoon. Oh, and so wow. in addition to liking polkas, I really idolized Dick Sinclair. And I remember meeting him uh, for lunch and that my sentences were punctuated with Dick Sinclair? It's so nice to meet you. But of course, his first name was Dick and his last name was Sinclair. <laughs> so I loved polka music and I was interested in radio. And this panicked my father. He said, oh my God, it's a really unstable business. That's all I need my son to go into broadcasting. So he started a campaign. He was willing to take me to any radio station I wanted to go visit. Okay. And let me chat with the DJ. And he figured if he took me to enough stations, I would realize just how unstable see, it, was. it was. <laughs> yes. And it worked. And it actually worked. And so I decided, yes, I can continue doing radio as a hobby, but I better get, you know, some kind of degree that will give me a career. And so I got an undergraduate business degree. Yeah. And that qualified me to do nothing. So I said, being the creative person myself, never making the same mistake twice, yeah. I'll get an MBA, okay. which hmm. is essentially another business degree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. but, but I can focus on computers and information systems. Uh -huh. And the reason I did that is because I had no background to get a CS master's. Right? You mm -hmm. can't get a computer science master's if your background is in business or biology. You need either a math background or a computer science undergrad, and I didn't want a second undergrad. So I said, well, this is a way in. Yeah. And so I, went, I got in uh, uniquely as an undergraduate with no real work experience uh, into the MBA program at UCLA. And there I took lots of business classes and some computer classes, but they weren't, they weren't highly technical. And although I took a couple of uh, computer programming classes just sort of uh, incidentally, yeah. I, it didn't train me to do much of anything either. But okay. I was volunteering at the computer center uh, at the business school yeah. in, in the MBA program and found that if you're someone who takes to programming in a, an MBA program, you don't have to be really all that good for people to think 
Okay. Oh, he's excellent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and so I, uh, I stood out and began doing more projects there and ultimately went to work at UCLA for 10 years. And from that, because I got software that allowed me to use a PC at that point, I got to know Ted Hunter. And when he started working on Windows, I said, Windows, that's inaccessible. It might mm-hmm. be good if it were accessible. I should see if I can work with him to make that happen. Yeah. And he, he for some reason, had faith that I could do this, given that I had never programmed in Windows before and I had no access to it at the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he still yeah. thought it would be a really smart thing to try. Uh, yeah. And so that, that's, that's how it happened. Yeah. So you were there in the very early days of JAWS for Windows when people were, I mean, I remember using, I think JAWS came on five floppy disks yeah. In, yeah. for Windows 95, I think. Yeah, it, we actually started with Windows, Windows 3.1. 3.1. Mm. <laughs> and, and there was a guy named Chuck Opperman who preceded me, and Chuck actually created the framework. So he had a JAWS for Windows running, if you can count saying, hi, I'm JAWS for Windows, and reading, you know, an occasional item from the desktop is running. Yeah. But but he had created the framework, and as someone who didn't know anything about Windows, that was really useful to me, because I could start making small changes in what he had done and, and gradually prove that, yes, I could learn this stuff. Was there a lot of pressure on you guys to get this thing out quickly, because there was this expectation mm. that you're going to save the day? I think there was a lot of pressure on us just because the company wasn't all that profitable. And so <laughs> there was a hope that yeah. Windows would sort of turn the tides for us, and the sooner the better. But on the other hand, you know, Ted wasn't calling every morning and saying, can we release tomorrow? I think I joined in April of 94, and we released our first product somewhere in the early part of 95. So okay. we got something out within probably a year of my joining. It was not a product that I would want to run my pacemaker on. It wasn't real stable, but you know, it proved that we could do it. Yeah. And what was the reaction at that stage, Glenn, from the blind community? You know, it's so, it was so different then because there was no internet to speak of. I mean, the internet was there, and there were a small number of us using it, but it wasn't anything like it is now. And so word spread kind of slowly. And, you know, the people who we gave it to, I think, liked it and had ideas for us. We continued to to perfect it. The real things that jumped our, uh, our place in the world were these things that CSUN conferences called Dueling Windows. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, they, where they brought in all the Windows screen readers at the time, and we actually also had, I think, IBM's yeah, OS2 uh, screen reader that mm-hmm. also would do some Windows apps. With and the they, Yeah. They gave us really simple tasks. I mean, tasks that are laughably simple by today's standard. Yeah. Like, open a document and write a couple of sentences and review by line, word, and character. Yeah. You know, spell check this document. What kind of feedback do you get? Perhaps you can uh, talk a little bit, Glenn. Who, who, who was Sharky? Have we know now Sharky from uh, speaking to uh, Jaws, uh, uh, this uh, feature? But, but what was the character behind? Uh, have you... Well, Sharky, Sharky is a very secretive character, and yeah. we have never we have never revealed who Sharky no, no. is. We don't want to do that, also, because oh, that's I, no, no. You're not going to get the exclusive on this show. I think it's Stuart. Uh, maybe we sh- maybe we shouldn't be saying that word because for anyone who's running Jaws and listening, you may find that, <laughs> that the that Jaws true. voice assistant Ooh, comes yeah. to life. Mm. Exactly. Well, yeah. We went to. One of these companies that sells costumes for movies. And we bought a shark costume. <laughs> and so this shark costume was embodied by an as of yet indeterminate human being. And they would wander around conferences as Sharky, this shark that would hug people and do other things. Yeah. I remember there was one presentation I was doing on a Saturday morning at the CSUN conference. 
Yeah. And Sharky walked in at the back of the room just to get a little attention in the midst of my <laughs> presentation. And there was a guide dog there who began to growl <laughs> very actively at Sharky. Yeah. And Sharky thought that, you know, he might lose a fin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the Sharky costume got put into a garbage bag for safe transport back to Florida. But unfortunately, between the time he occupied the garbage bag and we got him back to Florida, someone on the housekeeping staff decided this must be garbage. <laughs> so Sharky was no more. Sharky was no more. He lives in the great trash heap in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a poor old uh, yeah, Sharky then. Yeah, but, but that's a really nice story behind it. It's really cool. Yeah, hey, but but, but uh, uh, also uh, you, you un already unveiled that that you were uh, working for the radio, and that was also one of your passions. Uh, um, uh, uh, what kind of radio show did you uh, did you do, uh, Glenn? Well, I actually started out with some friends in high school. Okay, uh, and a friend of mine had a real knack for creating radio transmitters, and he also built the mixing console where you could have two turntables and oh. volume controls for each one. And so we were on the AM band. For anyone who's yeah, yeah. under mm -hmm. 50 years old, AM is sort of the vast wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> and we had, we had 100 watts. Okay. And and that covered uh the area we lived in reasonably well. We were on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. And this lasted about six months until someone called the FCC, which is exactly. the yeah, yeah, governing yeah, yeah, yeah. organization in the US <laughs> yeah. and yeah. turned us in. And I think he turned us in because we were on a frequency that was on the same the same frequency as a radio station in Minnesota, which is, you know, Midwest of the United States. We were in Los Angeles. And at night, typically, if there was nothing else on that frequency, you could hear radio stations from quite far away. Yeah. And this guy called up one night in response to our request line, you know, request for people to call in. And he said, yeah, my yeah. request is that you go off the air. Ah, how rude he could yeah. be, my God. Because <laughs> I want to listen to the hockey game, and we didn't go off the air. And then the next week, the FCC showed up at the door oh, at 9.45 oh. on a Saturday night while Elton John's Saturday Night's All Right for Fight oh, was playing. <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can I sort of um, fast forward with you, Glenn, for a sec to, I suppose... I guess, to write where we are now and where the whole state of screen reading has changed. Uh, mainstream companies have gotten into this in a big way. What what do you think as you look at, at, the, at the sector now and maybe what it might look like in a couple of years' time? I think we have several challenges. Probably the biggest one, at least for screen reading on a desktop operating system like Windows, is in those early days, it, you know, it was that everybody who wanted to use computers was using Windows. And people started using Windows at a really young age. And screen readers typically have lots of commands for doing things. But because people started early, by the time they hit, you know, middle school or, or high school or college, they, they were really expert. Hmm. Now that so many people are starting with phones and tablets... Folks are only going to a PC when they find that the phone or tablet isn't good enough for doing whatever task they have in front of them. Yeah. And so now you have the situation that someone is learning a screen reader at the same time they're trying to accomplish their task. Uh -huh. And so, so the they... question becomes, how do you let people do things that are powerful and efficient and at the same time help them to master the commands to do that. You know, one of the reasons we introduced the voice assistant was not because we figured everybody is going to be asking by voice for our software to do things, but as a gateway to some of those things that they don't always do. Yep. And 
you know, sure. to, I can, I can, uh, you know, one nice example of this is yes, uh, uh, what Eric Demery showed us was uh, fertilizing a window, you know, and we have two um, uh, good jaws experts here in the show, uh, Oren and Stuart. But do you know uh, out of the head your, the the key command for that? It, you know, Jan, it's funny. Every time I do the virtualized window, I have to yeah. look up the key exactly. command to do it. So, well, so no. Yeah. <laughs> but here is Glenn. Uh, Glenn, uh, you made it possible now with the voice assistant uh, how easy it can be. Yeah, yeah, it's easy because I don't even remember that keystroke. No, I don't. No. I don't. I don't use it a whole lot, actually. Um, yeah. I tend to use speech history more now. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speech history is brilliant. So you asked the question where I thought screen reading was going to go. There are a couple of other areas. One of them is being smarter about uh, detecting things. Let's say on websites, right? There are. There are lots of websites, but there are only a small number of tool sets that are used to build them. And so if as a screen reader, we can be smarter about detecting things in, in terms of what those tool step sets are and how different parts of the UI is represented, we might be able to do things like point out the menu to you uh, more quickly mm -hmm. if it's not marked up accessibly. Uh, you know, point out things that are changing on the screen that you might not otherwise notice. Things along those lines that people often have to manually search for. How can we make the things that jump out to a sighted person uh, more evident to someone who's blind without sort of needing to do that hunt and peck? As the blind guys, we're always in favor of Braille. What, what, what is your um, relationship with uh, Braille? Uh, or are you more uh, a voice-oriented guy in a way? Or uh... My history with Braille is I went to a school for the blind, and so I started using Braille when I was five. Okay. And used Braille all the way through college. Yeah. And in fact, all the way through college, I would create papers and other things in Braille and then sit down at a typewriter and type everything out. Yeah. Except, except for math, which I dictated. Yeah. Uh, I think that that stunted my ability to write creatively. Okay. Because in Braille, I mean, th th I want to tell you the full story. So okay. in Braille, when you were working on a Perkins Brailler, it was pretty permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I mean, you could you could erase the text with you know pounding out the letters yeah, right over yeah. it, but it's yeah. but it's not it's not yeah. real good. It's not pretty. No, no, and and so if I was trying to write a term paper, I would want to get it right the first time in Braille because otherwise I would essentially have to copy my Braille notes again so that I would have a good master for typing it, uh -huh. and so it made it hard for me to to write fluidly, which mm -hmm. gradually, as I've worked with a computer, has gotten easier. But in terms of a computer, um, I'll sometimes use Braille for notes if I'm trying to read something aloud. Mm -hmm. But 25 years ago, I made a conscious effort to not use Braille when programming because okay. I figured that I could be much faster if I never had to take my hands off the home row. Uh -huh. And it probably took me two or three years to break myself of coding with a Braille display. But I, wa but I was able to do it, and so now I code with, with speech only. Okay. If I, had not if I had not learned Braille, though, yeah. I would be illiterate. I don't think I would write as well. I certainly wouldn't punctuate exactly. as well. Mm. Yeah. There's, you know, there's no substitute for, at some point in your life, reading things with your fingers on the page and picking up all the nuance that is sometimes missed by speech. Uh, Glenn, many thanks, and then uh, we say goodbye and uh, hope to see you soon again. Bye-bye. Bye, Glenn. Bye, Glenn. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, fair play to Glenn for giving us so much time. And, yeah. Brilliant, uh, yeah. Really interesting guy. Yeah. Hope he'll be on the show again soon. Yeah, and then um, we ask Sharky. Well, yeah. I don't know. He is very expensive. Yeah. Because he, we, we, we've blown most of the budget on Glenn Gordon. You know, we have to pay really? our guests, and they're they're not cheap. Oh, Between oh, Glenn and Jade, oh, I have spent all my money this week on the oh. Blind Guys Chat budget. All your holiday money. All my holiday money is gone. <laughs> I have nothing, nowhere to go. Won't have a drink. Nothing. Because oh, those two guys, oh, Glenn God. and Jade, are very oh, expensive people. It's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible true. But good people. Yeah. Good people. Yeah. Okay, well, then you need to tell something about uh, Site Village. Uh, what is... Uh... Yeah, Site Village. Um, well, Site Village is the... 
I guess from the UK perspective, it's the premier assistive technology showcase uh, started way back in uh, the Queen Alexandra College um, in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I think in like 1985 or something. It's been going forever. So and, that's um, long Anyway, this year they're going right back to where they started at Queen Alexandra College. If you've been following Site Village already, you'll know they've had a number of virtual online uh, sessions over the last two years they are well year and a half they really have tried to keep in touch with people with COVID and all that sort of stuff but this year it's happening on the 17th and 18th of August it's a Tuesday and Wednesday at the Queen Alexandra College it will be a restricted exhibition very restricted hmm. I do believe Jan there's six exhibitors oh. uh, confirmed at the moment there might be some more for example Guide Dogs UK I think are going oh, a few yeah. others but a six assistive technology companies And it's going to be in two companies in an exhibition hall and the rest are rather in a gym and the rest will be in classrooms in the college. So you will be in the college. Um, Obviously, a lot of COVID procedures are in place. You have to pre-register if you're going to attend. And crucially, because Site Village is known for this, uh, there will not be any sighted guides. So if you're going and you need assistance, you've got to bring somebody from your own bubble or family or whatever. Okay. You do need to register on the QAC website. That's qac.ac.uk. And all the info about Site Village is up there. And of course, they are stressing that it is subject to change. But, you know, at the moment it is going ahead. And I really hope for them because I've had the pleasure of sitting in on a couple of um, planning meetings with these guys. And Mm. and I, I know how much work they've put into this. And I really hope it happens for them. Of course, the situation in the UK is uh, very volatile at the moment, but... We'd be hoping, uh, Jan, and I know, I know yeah. that we were talking about whether or not we'll be there. It's, it, I think it's not very likely, but look, if you're going to Site Village, I suppose if you're in the UK in particular and you do yeah. get to go, I think it'll be great just to do some face-to-face and actually be able to touch some technology again. Yeah. The other big one, of course, that everybody might have been familiar with was Site Village London, which used to take place at mm. Kensington Town Hall. I, I am reliably told that will not happen this year. Okay. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a pity. It's it's very tough and, and they've put a lot of work into the virtual events and they've really tried to keep their yeah. audiences and their people engaged and I, I just hope it works for them. I've seen now also the changes, you know, the um, Germany put also Holland on uh, green. So oh. we are now also allowed to travel in between Holland and Germany. Mm. And, uh, so so it uh, things are yeah in, improving, but yeah. we are all scared what will happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the blind guys are still vaccinating, just for anyone who needs one. Yeah. Give us a shout. We're yeah, happy no to do problem. it. Yeah, no problem. The whole lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chef and Larry are there to chat to you as well, and they will escort you from the building. They may escort you from in the, the building you in the way expect. you like. Oh, yeah. 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 And, also, and also, if you show symptoms, you know the way you sit there for 15 minutes and if something yeah. happens, like if you swell up or something, they literally throw you out the window because we don't want any responsibility. <laughs> oh, no, so, no, definitely not. So they will grab <laughs> you one by the arms, one by the legs and swing yeah, and out you'll go. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah so you need to ring your own ambulance. <laughs> yeah. <and> <laughs> Now, on the last edition of the show, uh, guys, you remember we were talking about Ulysses? And yep. uh, I think, or, and I think it was, I think it was Otis Stroop who emailed in about, about Ulysses. He reminded us because we had, I, I certainly had forgotten it's Bloomsday because Bloomsday doesn't really stand out hugely in my mind, I'm sorry to say. But a yep. friend of the show, Jade McCormick, emailed us because she's read Ulysses not once but twice. And might even read it a third time. Oh, and we thing. thought it'd be great to bring her on the show. She's not well. And she's not. <laughs> so she joins us this, uh, today. Jade, welcome to the show. Good evening, Stuart. How are you? Thanks for hanging out Hello, with the Jade. blind guys. Yeah. Hey, you're in again. Hey. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. So Thanks what, for having what, me. what illness have you got that you've read uh, <laughs> twice already and you might be reading re- <laughs> how, many hours, how many hours is, the, is this? Uh, it's a 32-hour read on Audible, but I will oh. say it's over a thousand pages and I'm one of these people that I don't like being told I can't do something or that something is too difficult for me until I figure it out myself. You know there's so, Netflix and it has audio description. When I was 14, I was in second year and I had an English teacher who kept telling me that things were going to be too difficult for me. So I thought, you know what? Oh, I'm going to find the hardest book I can and I'm going to read it. <laughs> so, Jade, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because I last week learned there's a there's a kind of a loose enough link, but there is a link between James Joyce and vision impairment. And it's mm-hmm. not that James Joyce himself was visually impaired, but that there were some people in his life who were visually impaired. And he makes reference to in the book to a blind piano tuner. 
Yes, he does twice. Wow, or okay. three times even. So the first time you meet him, he uh, Leopold Bloom stops to help him to find um, a place on uh, Molesworth Street, which is, I learned, where an old blind institute used to be. And then they bring yeah. him back in as kind of a, a slight reference, you know, and then they, they do have a couple of other references to, like, um, blind people and... It's it's not very clear because of the way it's worded, but ha- a lot of it does make reference to, um, like there's one reference to Drumcondra Hospital. There's another to the Richmond Blind Centre. That's I think. it. Yeah. Um, and they used to have like a broom factory. Yeah, and the it varian, compares varian them brush. to um, mm. a, a, a cleaner like who used another. Yes. Yeah. So. That was and was kind the of was the piano tuner? Was he tuning the same piano all through the book? Um, <laughs> at the way James Joyce writes, I would like to say no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so he did a terrible job. So it's just one of those books where if you pick it up and you start reading, you go, "Okay, the first the first chapter episode isn't too bad. It's it's doable." Then you read the second one and you go, "Where's the punctuation?" <laughs> There's whole episodes where it's a stream of consciousness, so it's literally just a jumble of words on a page. Okay. So I take it then it's not, would it be fair to say it mightn't be an easy read? It, if you're not a literary person or you're not into modernist fiction, it it can be quite tricky. Like I okay. always, I loved the book Wuthering Heights and I always thought that was kind of a difficult read. Um, But no, Ulysses is definitely top of the... Yeah, but 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 why uh, did you read it, uh, Jade? Sorry to be uh, sh- sh- so rude. Was it for no. your uh, for <laughs> your for your for your school? Question, was yeah. it a school no. reverence or something? Or uh, what was the force behind? So I had a teacher who used to tell me that you know things were going to be difficult because of my sight and that I might be doing things at a slower pace than everybody else. And I just went, you know what? I'm going to find the hardest book I can. And I remember okay. being in school and. Do any of you know the story of the Odyssey? Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of came to mind. And I remember doing it, being at a drama thing about that. And I went, oh, Ulysses is, is sort of based loosely around that. I'm going to read this. It took me two months to read the whole thing from my teenage years. And then as a dare when I was in college, um, we did first. I did first year English. And it was about as far as I got. Um, one of the lads said to me, oh, Read it again and see what you think of it this time. And it still didn't, it resonated better with me, but it still had the same kind of, this is just a jumble of words. But I, once you get past it, it's funny. We were saying on the last show, people dress up for Bloomsday in the, I guess, in the costumes that are referenced in yes. the book, which of course yeah. I didn't know. Any, and it's funny. Now I wouldn't eat the food, but you know. <laughs> what kind of food is then special? Mm, I was going to ask that as well. Yeah, It's kind of like, so like lamb's hearts, kidneys, uh, like the lining of stomachs and oh, it's just it's sickening. I guess it's a book that if you're going to read it, you either take it in chunks or you sort of really sit down and just do this thing. I th- do you know what? There's actually more recently there is guidebooks. If you really want to read it, there is guidebooks to help you. Okay. To help you read it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. It's, uh, so, so uh, what is the uh, lo- um, the, the elapsed time you uh, managed to, or, or the shortest time you managed to to uh, to do it? To read it? Book? Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, when I was fourteen, I read it in two months, and then in my college days, I got it down to four weeks. So it's <laughs> pretty good. So, like, yeah, I it's used to just bit, take chunks. Still a bit odd for a book that's just covering twenty four hours. It takes thirty two hours to read it audio. On audible, yeah. yeah, it does. It's such a long book. It's like I always kind of say it's th- it's nearly thicker than a Bible. Oh, okay, <laughs> my God. <laughs> well, maybe guys, we should all start reading it and you know, yeah, say how we're getting well, on over the next. I, I think Stuart, it's good for your uh, to put on your homework. You think it's me? Yes. Okay, right. Thank you, Jan. So yeah, I'll yeah. be listening next next week to see if you if you started it. Well, spe- only 32 hours. Come on. Uh, so, okay. So speaking, so Jade, thank you for that. I think that's been very interesting. But we also wanted to bring you on because we wanted to talk about Irish mm-hmm. and the Irish language. And we thought it'd be very interesting if you might be able to help by 
teaching Jan some Irish because Oren and I, Excellent. I don't want to speak yeah. for Oren, but I think certainly my <laughs> Irish would not be up to a standard where no, I'd be confident to mind. teach and Jan. Jan speak du- speaks double. But Jay, ju- just before we do that, I wanted to ask you, because you and I were talking about this already. In the Leaving Cert exam this year, which is for anyone outside of Ireland, is our final exam before you go to college. I read a stat the other day and it kind of shocked me. Over 50% of students taking the Leaving Cert this year elected not to sit the Irish exam. I'm not at all surprised by that statistic because I've always said it. And even from my own experience, the Irish or um, the Irish exam for the Leaving Cert is horrific. It's awful. There's an awful lot of pressure put on students, especially if you do higher level. You have an awful lot of essays to write, an awful long reading comprehension, a listening part. You then have to sit an oral which contains two or three bits. So it's like it's not an easy, it's not an easy undertaking. But is it an active language, uh, guys and uh, and Jay? Or, or is it I would an, love uh... to be able to say yes, but it's sort of falling. Mm. Okay. Even though it is an official in the European Parliament, it is still official, isn't it? Like it is a, 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 it is, a, really? a listed language. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so like if uh, if an MEP wants to speak in Irish, they can. I'm not yeah. sure. I presume there's some translation services that are there all the time. Mm. But Jade, we'd love you to okay. help yeah. us by helping Jan to sure. learn some Irish. And then what we'll do in the Stick next on, episode is... a pot of coffee there, sure, will you? Yeah, I will, of course. I'm going to get a beer from the fridge. Yeah. And what we'll yeah. do on the next show is we'll see if Jan remembered his Irish. Oh, my oh, God. That, that will test Jan, but it will it's also good test to record Jade this. as a teacher. It's good to record. My teaching skills... This podcast has chapter marks. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast oh. is long. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Well, I will say my teaching skills, I don't know how up to scratch they are. I can teach well, my nearly two-year-old to say A, B, C in one, two, three, and she has I a can few do Irish A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah! How do you say whiskey then? Ishkabah. Ishkabah. See the way he's going for the alcohol straight away. Straight away. No W, no Y. Jan, if you get this right, Jade is going to make you an Irish coffee when you come to Ireland. Okay, but Dishkabab or something? So it's Ishka. Ishka. Baha. Ishka Baha. Yes. Very good. Ishka Baha. And that goes in your Irish coffee. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> and then, like in Ireland, normally people will say "dia quit," which is "hello." Dia quit. Yeah. Dia quit. But but I I I I I I I, uh, I smell a, a quit uh, W. <laughs> no, it's actually yeah. not. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, that's oh. just how it sounds. Oh, that's how it sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's funny eh, with languages, you know. You, yeah. you think you, 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 you pronounce a W, but it's mm-hmm. diaquit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. So how how do you spell it then? D H U I T. D H D I T U I T. Yeah. Uh, 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 that is also almost wheat in in the French language. You know, yes. de wheat. Yeah. That's yeah. A, and that's eight. That's the. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The number eight. Uh, certainly, yeah. certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very, in, very inadequate yeah, sitting French here. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I, I can speak French too if it's any help to you. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, pas de problème. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn German, and my my now nine, ten year old godson. The whole idea was I'd learn it at the same time he was learning to speak. Never oh. happens. Now he has better English than my German. Okay, the <laughs> kind problem. Very, very <laughs> Where would you say if someone wants to sort of get back into Irish and revive their Irish. Is there any way they could do that? Are there any resources? Um, or? Well, before COVID and all this, there was um, an Irish centre on Talbot Street and they had all the, Cunra uh, Nagelga, mm-hmm. and they would have had all the like beginners right up to advanced and you could go there and do your, like learn to speak, do your conversations and things like that. And usually within your local region um some places would often have a Kirko Koro, which is a an Irish conversation in a mm. pub sitting around a table on a Monday or, or a weekday evening. And you could go and, and have a listen in there and they'd be very helpful. Well there Ishka. you go, Jan. You have some Irish so Ishka Abaha. Ishka Abaha, there you go. Yeah yeah. You need an Irish coffee after that, Jan. And what is a bye bye or 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 who? What? Uh, Slon. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you're in a pub. S L O N G? 
Slon? S-L-A for the N. So Slon. Oh, Slum. Yeah. Slum. Okay. And you know, if you're in a pub and you know the way everyone would go, cheers. We oh, say, cheers. Yeah. Yeah. So we say Slonta. Slonta. Yeah. It just means good health. Good, yeah, Slonta. In Swedish, Skoll. And then in um, Polish, Nastrovia. I knew uh, that. <laughs> in, uh, and in uh, Hebrew, it's uh, 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 what was it? Uh, oh my God! Sorry. It's Prost in German. Prost. Yeah, yeah, right. Prost. And, yeah, yeah, Dutch, Dutch as well. And yeah, in Dutch and in um, in Finland, and I just know this from ah. having at a, a work thing before. In Finland, it's Hulligan Gulligan. Hulligan Gulligan. That's also a nice one. <laughs> That's my Hulligan favorite Gulligan. one. Hulligan Gulligan in Finland. Ooh, that's so, that's really my good. favorite one. I like that. Yeah, Hulligan so, Gulligan. Ah, that's really cool. We're running out of time, so we're going to say we're going to leave it here and say thank you very much. And I think we're going to have to have you back for more Irish. Anytime, Maureen. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for telling us about James Joyce. Thank you very much for having me. And doing the bit of Irish with Jan. Thank you so yeah, much. And, and next time we will go on the Formula One, you know. Hoppa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, Thanks, bye-bye. Jade. Bye-bye. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, the one thing I have to say about that last piece was it's, it's going to be great because when Jan can eventually come over to us or we can go to Jan, mm. we have no problem in knowing who's going to buy the whiskey. Because yeah, Jan, Jan can order the whiskey. You can order yeah, yeah. whiskey. And, and also, um, Jan's going to get an Irish coffee when he comes over here. I'm going to buy you an mm. Irish coffee, Jan. Yeah, that's good. And, and you will get a nice Dutch one. That's oh, no brilliant. Problem. All right. We got an email from HR there uh, during the week to Ooh. mention that uh, there was something going on with the show that, you know, where we, uh, that we all know about. It. And it turns out that there's a new j- email jingle. Yeah. And which, can I just... Uh, can I just say in my defense, the reason you got an email from HR was because I asked HR to send it because I knew something like this might happen. So Cloda and I, because the email is Cloda's slot, I have some some sort of, I wouldn't say skill, but I'm some kind of um, interest in writing jingles. So I mm-hmm. approached Cloda. It's, right. I take the blame for it. And I said, what do you think? She said, yes, we worked together. We collaborated. There was a couple of meetings. There was different drafts, etc. But I did say to HR, will you write to the guys because I'm going to be thrown under the bus for this so that's oh. the background right, so okay. i now need to get to the piano please excuse mm. me yeah do you know where to find it so we wrote this yeah. uh Claude and i collaborated on a oh, brand oh, new jingle oh. and we'll explain a bit afterwards how you can get your name on the jingle even you Oren, maybe Really? Mm. that'd be great yeah maybe okay no. well are you gonna are you gonna no. play it then yeah uh yeah Okay. okay. We'll, have a, we'll, uh, we'll have a reserved listen to it then. All right. Questions and stories and feedback are plenty. Huh? From all our listeners, we have about 20. Sending 20. a mail or so sipping a brew. Thank you, dear listener, because we do love you. La, la, la. Otis in Baltimore, Derry in Dublin, Gordon in Scotland, and Shay Martin's troubling. Thank you, though, everyone, we love you so. Now let's have more email. Go, Clover, go! Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right. I That's love it, That's What do you guys think? Oh, they're annoyed. They're oh, grumpy for annoyed. some it's reason, Clover. I don't know. Yeah, listen, just, what, I it, mean, if HR, whatever, I don't care if HR. Whatever about the tune, but I mean, you didn't consult either myself nor Jan on that. No, yeah, but because it's my jingle, not, though. I mean, where do we come in? in? The jingle, it's nothing to do. But, like, but, but but where do we? Clever. Where do you? I mean, myself and Jan are extremely talented and vocalists, singing and also. Oh yeah, uh, well, but you can sing along like you either. always do. It's Claudia's jingle. Oh. I, I've. I don't know what the big issue is, but it, look, HR have written to me, so I'm not sure what's ongoing yeah, in the background. I think they might be writing to HR or have a meeting with HR. How would you stop mm. with your knickers in a twist? Honestly. Well, I, can, I can go to oh, HR yeah. about a few other things that I haven't liked here lately, by the way. Okay. No, no, I've boys, 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 we all yeah. know I don't like it when you fight, so please stop. No, yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Hi, anyway, let's, anyway, go, let's, go, let's go on with it. I just love your jingles, Stuart. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Claudia. Yeah. And just before we go into emails, the jingle, as you might have noticed, sings, mentions the names of some of our most frequent emailers. Oh, yeah. Otis, yes, I know. So. Otis and uh, Derry. Derry. And Gordon yeah. in Scotland and Shay Martin, because he is well, troubling. he's blind Gordon in Scotland. Troubling me, blind Gordon. I couldn't get blind Gordon into the letter. 
Blind Gordon. I probably could have actually. So anyway, um, if you'd like your name to be on our little jingle, because we're going to record this every so often, redo it, essentially re-release it. So if Mm -hmm. you'd like, you know, maybe, I don't know, whatever your name is, Michael in, in, you know, Dingle. I don't know. Like write in, (laughs) write in frequently. Tell us where you are and uh, you could be on our email jingle. Yeah. And you get bonus points if you you send an audio recording. Yes. Message. Yeah. Recorded message. Oh, okay. Bonus points. Okay. Yeah. Are you okay, okay with that, Oren? Now is that okay with you? <laughs> look, are you going to be going to HR look, about I, that as well? Just, I, I seem to be speaking on behalf of myself and Jan, but I'll just mm. say, you know, maybe expect a letter from HR in the future. <sighs> you know, I, I haven't even met the new the new HR director. Oh, he's guy. great. Is he? Oh, he's great. Oh, yeah, he's such a great guy, yeah. Okay, I haven't met him, so I don't know. I know, Yann and I have met him a couple of times. He's not listening to the show. I just don't understand how an organisation of, like, three and a half people needs a HR department. (laughs) I don't don't know the guy, but Uh, I hope he's... Does he... uh, He he doesn't listen to the show, does he? Oh, he does, yeah. Oh, Well, he's listened to one. Well, he's listened to one of the shows. Might be fired. (laughs) Yeah, that's how he got the job. Do you know if I wanted to go to HR, I might have to complain that I'm the only woman, regular woman contributor to this show. No, 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 no. no. Sure, Stuart's there as well. (laughs) (laughs) You like my skirt? (laughs) It's very pretty, Stuart. (laughs) Go on, go on with an old email there, will you? Yeah, Yeah, before HR give out to us. Speaking (laughs) of your wonderful jingle, um, Stuart, one of our uh, main contributors are Dublin correspondent oh, Derry Mr. Derry Lawler Derry's and he says hi guys it's Derry here your Dublin correspondent hope you're all keeping well <laughs> <laughs> he's adopted this persona fantastically well yeah. um, glad to hear you've all had your vaccines so no stopping you now you can all go to the nearest beer garden although I don't like drinking in the open as I feel I'm a good bit away from the next pint <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The bar. funny, funny. I, was, I was in a beer garden today Really? With, with, with my parents and it was really no we weren't by the way that sounds like we were at skull and pints we weren't we were having lunch oh, wow. I, I had a pint had a for the first one. first time this year a draft pint very in nice. the beer garden and it was very it was very nice. tasty did you social distance yourself from the pint uh, I did yeah uh, <laughs> I was in a pub floater called the Brian Baru um, oh. where's is, that that sounds familiar in, it's on the top of Whitworth Road kind of Fibsborough-ish oh. yeah Oh, I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, Anyway, going on to uh, Derry's email, he says, here's a kind of geeky question. When I'm playing the podcast, I use Castro and I hear you all as if you're sitting around a table. You have each person coming from a different spatial area. How do you do that? That's our wonderful producer. Talk soon, he says. Keep up the super work. Now back to the studio. It's our top secret. eh, It's our top secret. That's what uh, makes blind guys... That's yeah. why you love us. The blind, yeah, that's and where us, is then it? the interview or the 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 guests uh, showing up in the middle? Because you or? see, we're not well. It depends how many yeah. guests we have. You see, mm. the, the, we sometimes we have to budge up a little bit, and Stuart and I might be panned a little bit further left or right. You know, so oh. just to make room. Yeah, because we don't like each other so much, so we, we don't like each other so much. we're not. None of us are in the same room. We're all in different rooms, and some of us are in different countries. I don't give the game away. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is what Derry wants to know. Well, hang on. I'm in the office because I'm the only one who turns up to, to work as far as I can see me and the oh, new HR director well, well, here we go oh really you should you should meet the new HR guy he's, he's mm, a wonderful guy I didn't find him he's that great guy. he's fantastic I thought it was a lady but uh, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, admittedly he sounds a bit like a girl but yeah I mean he's a, no, he is nice yeah he's a nice fella Mm, uh, so okay. Derry wants to know what we do. Well, in after this recording, Derry, I bring all the channels together. They're all recorded as individual tracks, and that gives me the ability to bring them into the DAW I use, which is Reaper. And within Explain Reaper, what a DAW is, my love. A di- <laughs> Not everyone's a sound engineer, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Behave now. Uh, a DAW stands for a digital audio workstation, and there are many of them, but the most accessible, and Derry would be familiar with this because he's on a few email groups that I'm on, he would be familiar with the one I'm using, which is called Reaper, which is a multi-track uh, DAW, and that uh, that allows me to individually tweak all the channels that we record, which in this case is Stuart, Jan, myself, Cloda, and any of the music and any other play-ins, etc. Hmm. And the panning question you're asking in, 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 in this email is just as simple as that. We 
once I have individual control of the individual tracks, then I can pan us wherever we like. So you can make it sound like we're sitting around a big round table, but we're not. Mm. But we're not, yes. So I shall give you no other secrets other than that. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Derry. That was a great question. Brilliant, Derry. Uh, It was. we have, we've got a good few emails, but we have two in a row now from Aaron, and it's two different Aaron's. Oh. Hey, Blind Guys Chat team, this is Aaron. I wanted to write in as a first-time listener to the podcast. Well, you're very welcome, Aaron. Hey, very welcome, welcome, Aaron. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I live in Kentucky, where the grass is blue and the bourbon Kentucky. flows free, but you still have oh, to pay I like for bourbon. it, though. Do you? I've never oh, tasted yes. it. Yes. You have to pay for it, Aaron. You have to bourbon pay for it. Bourbon and the... Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Derby, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I recently went through the entire podcast collection and I loved everything. Another binge. Had you nothing else to do? Yes, brilliant. I love this. How many um, hours you set already? 20 hours. We should get your subscription to Netflix. There are better yeah. things to do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he says, I noticed that I noticed in passing that Stuart mentioned that he had an L Braille 14 device. I must say that the L Braille 40 is much better and in fact has replaced my Surface Pro 6 for my work as a search consul- consultant. I want to know what a search okay. consultant is, actually. Mm. But anyway, I wonder, is he like a recruitment method. consultant? That's I think in the states don't don't they call them search consultants? Oh, maybe right. I don't know. Well, I thought it was like gigs. you work for Google or something. Could he oh. search when you for type some in a Google search? He's like, oh god, and he gets out his encyclopedias and he types well, in. Well, maybe he'll come back and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always wanted something that is a complete Braille device attached with the, to the strength of a computer. The L Braille Forty has and completes this dream for me. Hmm. Uh, I can't get it to run slow or bog down. No matter what I do, from audio editing to my work, nothing slows this machine down. Stuart, with your time using the L Braille device, understanding it was the 14 version, what were your thoughts and would you consider getting the 40 cell version? I should tell Aaron that probably Stuart has just about any Braille thing going. Well, I, I think <laughs> when I was talking about that, yeah, I used to obviously have a 14 for a long time. I do have a 40 now. And it was actually Mr. Jan Blome who showed me the very first L Braille 40, which is the new one, the fifth edition. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, Aaron. It is a an incredible machine and it's a great, great, great machine. It's a bit of a learning curve, but it's well worth it. Excuse me, yeah. I have a complaint. Oh, oh, oh another complaint, right? Oh, my God. Well, I was at a clubhouse event recently Oh, uh, yeah. where Mr. Jan Blom and Mr. Stuart Lawler were hosting. We have another one coming up. And you have another one coming yeah, up. Yeah, we're talking about it. And I hope, I hope I'm not going to get the same result to the next one as I did to the previous one. Ooh, which is what I heard, that, that Mr. Jan Blom was telling us about some upgrades that were going to happen on the fifth generation Elbra, <laughs> uh, fifth no. generation Focus 40. Yeah, and Focus, Focus 14. 14. And, I, and I put my hand up and said, excuse me, is this going to be on the Focus 40 Just fourth generation too, which I have. huge money in the yeah. blind guy's chat. And I was told no. No, 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 no. I was told to take my fourth generation and walk. <laughs> if you weren't a f- fifth generation, at least owner. Well, they're just trying to be like Apple, you know, they're just... Yeah. That's the whole thing. We're going to do a whip around and get or in a braille display. Yeah. <laughs> throw it in an envelope, will you? You'll we'll, stop and complain. You can get me some Kentucky bourbon while you're at it. Yeah, pour them out, I say yeah. over here. Pour them um, out. Yeah. Anyway, so Aaron signs off. Once an eagle, always an eagle. And that fascinated me. I don't know what the hell that's about. So I looked it up and I don't even know if this is what he's referring to, but there's a, there's a company called Kentucky Eagle Inc. in Lexington, Kentucky. And their motto is... Okay. We, we deliver good times by distributing beer, wine, spirits and snacks to your oh. favourite outlets. <laughs> so I thought Stuart would put that on his want-to-go list. Anyway, Please sincerely, so Aaron. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Phone them, Stuart. Aaron Linson is <laughs> his name. Deliver to Ireland. <laughs> now, listen to this guy, stop chatting. And, oh. he's, and it's Aaron Linson, CCLVI Convention Coordinator, Councils of Citizens with Low Vision International. Do you guys know that? I know, know this guy on Twitter. Aaron Linson is blind podcaster. He owes you money. <laughs> Aaron, I think if you're the same gentleman, you do, you're do. you called blind podcaster. So uh, maybe we should we should chat to you. But come back yeah. to us on those questions if you can. Yeah. We'd love to know the answers. Yeah, yeah. so thanks for that. It's great. I love hearing he about new come, listeners. Uh, he because, can uh, uh, come on, on our show. You yeah, know, you never yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. We, now we now we don't have much money yeah. left after we paid the guys this oh, week. Oh yeah, but we <laughs> need know. to shave a little bit, you know, and get yeah. some. Uh, well. Glenn's very expensive. Yeah, yeah they, they, they were money. both horrific amount, and I mean the hourly rate with that. They I both. think you need to get me to do your negotiation with your guests because they don't cost as much as Claire. But I mean, oh, but she was. I mean, but that's why we had to get rid of her. We can't can't keep paying her. Ah, no, lads, 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 lads. Listen, we've had one Aaron, Aaron Linson, but we're going on now to. Aaron Richmond, another Aaron. Yeah. Uh, 
And Aaron sent us in a voice message. So hey, would that's you like great. to roll it there, Colette? My name is Aaron Richmond, the host of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community from all over the world. I found out about you guys from Michael's Weekly Perspective podcast. And Michael Munn is a great friend to all in the podcasting community and a great friend to me, of course. Um, and I'm inviting, personally inviting you to guest on Aaron's Opinion mm-hmm. as soon as possible, as mm-hmm. soon as you like. Keep up your great work in podcasting. And Ooh. as I say here at Aaron's Opinion, help one person today, help a million people tomorrow. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's an interesting saying, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, we'd, we'd love to well, get Our listeners, you, so, uh, one million listeners we have, you know, yeah. easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a no, number. Let's just, let's just ponder that for a moment. <laughs> so we might, be, we might be on that show in the future. Yeah. yeah. So, Aaron, we'll get in touch. Thanks a million for that yeah. invitation. Yeah. Yeah. You're very kind. Yes, we'll wonderful. pass it over to the production team in the back office and they'll sort it out. Yeah. Um, unless they have complaints and go to HR. Like oh, yeah. they might go across uh, it. Yeah. Hey, this, this HR guy <laughs> might be very busy. Mm. <laughs> um, no, but that's great. I love, I really love hearing uh, our listeners' voices because they're yeah. so diverse. They come from all over the place and I just love yeah. that. I really Absolutely. do. Do we have any time for any more we or will I save them over for the next one? more quickly if you have it. If not, don't worry. Well, we- here's a really quick one. Hi, I'm Ethan. What other podcasts do you suggest? Oh, uh, blind oh. guys chat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, other podcast. Blind guys chat. How about Aaron's opinion? Aaron's that's opinion. Good. Aaron's opinion. Aaron Oh, freedom scientific. Freedom scientific. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Michael's yeah. weekly perspective podcast. We haven't heard that one yet, but apparently yeah. that's how we Aaron heard about it. And it was also yeah. uh, what was blind it? The blind guy um, uh, travel. What was it? What oh, blind guys travel. Yeah, that's Glenn was talking about sight and sound technology podcast. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great podcast. There's no bias there at all. We recommend that. I'll give you fifty euro for that. Thank you. Euro pound. <laughs> oh, no. There you go. So there's yeah. a few for you, yeah. Ethan. Yeah. Thanks a million for the question. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to end the show shortly, uh, but I want to go back to Jade because we had a lovely conversation with her. Because about she cost us so much, we want to get value. And she cost us so much, we had to say, <laughs> "Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not getting away with a 12-minute interview. You're going to have to work for this." Um, <laughs> so we we asked her to think about a passage that she'd like to read from the book Ulysses. And uh, she has come up with with this, so I'm going to hand back over to Jade. Yeah, and, but also uh, first, can, can oh, sorry, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we interject? have some warnings. Yeah, yeah. Yes, trigger oh. warning for any yeah. vegans and vegetarians. <laughs> exactly. You, you may want to just. We're talking about Audrey Tormey. Fast forward. <laughs> We're talking about any ve- vegans and vegetarians. I'm a pescatarian, and I found Tormey. it difficult. In fairness, so just let you know. You need a okay. fairly stable a stomach, stomach to be able to yeah. listen and, to and, and when, when we were doing the recording for this, I didn't feel great. But You pulled the plug on her. I did. And that was. And I, I'm going to say it because otherwise she will write in and say this. It was partly because I was a little bit hungover because I'd been out with some, a friend of mine the night before. Oh. And I said to her, again, stop. Again. Your hangovers yeah. are really terrible. They All are. right, let's, let's, hear from, yeah. let's hear from Jay then. Okay. Here we go with a, with a little passage from Ulysses. Mr. Leopold Bloom ate with relish the inner organs of beasts and fowls. Oh, yeah. He liked thick giblet soup, nutty gizzards, a stuffed roast heart, liver slices fried with crust crumbs, and fried hen cods rolls. Most of all, he liked grilled mutton kidneys, which gave to his palate a fine tang of faintly scented urine. (laughs) Now, now, after she got to that point, I had to say to her, please... We, you know that's enough we get the gist <laughs> oh, oh dear alright we're really out of time voice. a great voice it's yeah, a yeah. lovely voice we're yeah. really we're really great kind time. of out of time so Stuart and Jan you've got a clubhouse thing coming up so let's Jan, hear Jan about and that. myself and some colleagues in um, Sight and Sound and uh, are, are running an event on the 9th of uh, July it's a Friday at 12.30 we're going to talk about retro tech what technology Ooh. from the past have yeah. you, did you love and what changed your life and come along all the information on social media or give Jan or myself a shout and we'd happily help uh, get you yep. connected great so we shall listen to that and thank you very much folks we shall see you in two weeks uh, where perhaps we're going to be talking to Stuart Lawler about his countertop dishwasher <laughs> we shall leave that for the next time bye bye <laughs> that's a cliffhanger
speaking to reporters outside the White House today, President Joe Biden confirmed that instead of the usual July 4th celebrations this year, Independence Day will instead become International Blind Guys Chat Day. The president encouraged the usual fireworks, food and fanfare while sounding a cautious note about letting guide dogs get too close to either. In a nod to his Irish heritage, a ceremony will take place in Washington on the day where rather unusually, instead of a bowl of shamrock, a bowl containing a selection of assistive technology will be gifted to the president. When questioned by reporters, it was confirmed that this will contain a braille display, a white cane, bump-ons, some sock locks and one of those nets for keeping pairs of underpants together in the washing machine. President Biden also joked that he was looking forward to playing a game of cane versus canine with one of his rescue dogs who has an unfortunate reputation for sometimes sinking his teeth into things. For their part, the presenters and producers of Blind Guys Chat podcast have all expressed their delight at the announcement. The tuneful, key-tapping, tail-telling talkers are said to be preparing a very special episode in which veteran beer-drinking presenter Sleepy Stuart Lawler will recount his first visit to the US shortly after World War II. Brian O'Donovan, Blind Guys Chat Podcast, Washington. BusyBusyProductions.com